This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by... It's gaming convention season in Florida, so get ready for a Category 5 event. Huracan 2019 will make landfall between Thursday, September 26th and Sunday, September 29th in Kissimmee at the Days Inn by Wyndham. Hosted by the Historical Miniatures Gaming Society South Chapter, the convention features the best historical wargaming action in the state and this year's focus is on Mava Rasha. Non-historical war games are represented too, along with a solid role-playing game panel with games from the Pathfinder and Starfinder societies and the Lakeland Role-Playing Guild on tap. In addition to the gaming action, there will be a number of independent vendors selling rulebooks, miniatures, terrain, and supplies all weekend for all your hobby needs. Plus, don't forget, Deuce's personal favorite, a high-energy flea market rummage sale Friday night that you don't want to miss. It will be four days of intense but very fun hobby gaming, so make your Huracan preparations now. For attendance registration, details, and a link to the hotel's reservation system, visit https colon slash slash tabletop.events slash conventions slash Huracan dash 2019. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by The One Stop Guild Shop. Man, if you're looking for a good time, you want to check out The One Stop Guild Shop. You can check them out at onestopguildshop.com, facebook.com forward slash onestopguildshop, and Instagram at onestopguildshopflorida. Ask yourself, what is One Stop Guild Shop? I'll tell you what it is. It's a pop-up D&D experience, and all you need is you. They provide everything you need. They get the characters. They've got the scenario. It's a hit it and quit it. It's a one-night, all-time fun D&D experience. You can check them out. You can book them for private parties and events. Just hit, hit them up on social media. You got a favorite shop, a bar, or just an awesome venue in general? Why don't you let them know? And then they could pop up there and you could have a great time. Check them out at One Stop Guild Shop. Don't forget the happy hour with Johnny and Deucey. Hello, internet. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And let's do so the loose. You know the tag team champs. Man, we get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, so many systems. Your Dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth. Cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Internets, my name is Johnny Womack, and with me is my co-captain on this wild ride, Deuce. What's going on, brother? Hey, man, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We are a weekly podcast, and every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. Ah, the bush lights are nice and crisp this evening, Absolutely. let me tell you. Absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, 
Deuce, we have an amazing event coming up, and we're super stoked about it. You and I are, are been wrestling fans since we were in diapers. Uh, it is Thunder Championship Wrestling. You've been to the first two or three events? Yeah, I've been to the first two. This and is going to be the third, third event. Third event. I will be there up. this yep. time. So, I I mean, you've been marking out from day one. So, I'm super stoked to be behind this uh, train here, uh, Thunder Championship Wrestling. And when is the next event, Deuce? The next event is going to be Saturday, September 7th at the Auburndale High School. And you can go and buy your tickets now at Auburndale High School. It's $15 for the floor and ringside seats. It's $10 for general admission. And it is $20 for the meet and greet with Gangrel and Bugsy McGraw. And we, ladies and gentlemen, have a very special guest. It is. She is one of uh, the many amazing, talented faces that you will see uh, at uh, Thunder Championship Wrestling. Uh, she is known as the Ninja Assassin. She's known as the baddest black belt. Her name is Janai Kai. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hi, thank you so much. Thank you for having me, you guys. We're super stoked. Uh, we like seriously, like we've told the story a lot, but Deuce and I were in diapers uh, when we started watching wrestling. So like we're that's probably like our oldest fandoms uh, is wrestling, uh, and we've been watching it ever since. We love to see the growth and change of wrestling and how it's evolved and whatnot. Um, and we wanted to kind of find out, you know, sometimes when people get interviewed, they, they, they mainly just talk about what they're doing. But if there's anything that you want to uh, broaden out and, and talk about other things, totally feel free as well because, I mean, we're a conversational podcast, so don't worry if it tangents. Uh, we, we're we super stoked about this event. Uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, how, how long have you been in, in the wrestling business? Um, well, I've been in the wrestling business for about a year and a half, so... I've been training for quite some time and I finally got released from my school after about six to eight months of training, which means that basically that they let me go to start doing shows. That's awesome. And you, 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 you're first degree black belt in what? Taekwondo. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Oof. Tell us a little bit about that. For those that don't really understand how that works, like how long were you, you practicing and, and, and competing and doing all that stuff? Well, I did start when I was six years old. I'm oh, wow. 24. I'm 24 now. So, yeah, I started when I was six, and it took about seven and a half years to get my black belt. Um, definitely a lot of hard work and training. It's def- definitely a whole mental process. And I was much younger, so I was able to just learn and develop a lot of discipline at a very early age, which I'm very thankful for. Um, but I also started doing competitions like around when I was 10 years old. Um, so I get a lot of my competitiveness from there and I've always been a competitive person. So, um, doing the tournaments has definitely taught me a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, so it sounds like this has been like a, you know, a whole, almost your whole life experience. And I, and how did you, is it something that, that you decided one day, hey, I want to practice this? Or was it something that your parents or a friend said, hey, let's let's go do Taekwondo? How did that start? Um, it's a, kind of a funny story. Um, so I, I remember it very clearly. I was in the kitchen with my mom, and she was like, hey, your birthday is coming up. What do you want to do? Or where do you want to go? And she like opened up a phone book <laughs> and then she just told me to point something out. And I pointed at a Taekwondo school and I was like, I want to do Taekwondo. And I don't know why I said that. I just like automatically said it to her. And she was like, 
okay, we'll go do that for your birthday. So like the next day she took me to the, uh, the karate school that I pointed at and that's how it all started. Wow, that's awesome because it was a very organic thing. You know, you're just like, hey, I'm going to yeah. point to this. And that, that, yeah. it's kind of like, if you think about it, it's kind of like fate. You know what I mean? Like it brought you there. You're, I mean, it, you've been invested yeah. so much time into it all these years. And that's not where I thought the story was going to go. No? I thought she was going to be like, I watched a lot of Ninja Turtles as a kid. And I just, I just really thought that this was a thing to do. And so. Yeah. It's pretty random. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so. You were trained uh, by um, – who were you trained by? Uh, for pro wrestling? Yeah, for I, pro I wrestling, was, yeah. I trained over at Pro Wrestling 2.0 in Orlando, Florida. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's ran by Alex Porto. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep, he's uh, he's been in the business for like over 20 years. He um, worked for WWE around 96, so he's been in the business and – knows so much he's very knowledgeable so he's there and he also has a few trainers that come in and help the students out yeah i know uh I, i've heard his name so many times from other people like he's just such a class act uh he's you know he knows the mind because that's the thing is you see average audience average joe that's watching you know watching a live event uh, they you know they want to go and see some good action and all that but they don't realize like the the mental uh, dedication you have to have as well to be in your you know yeah. with your mind and all as well I mean obviously with Taekwondo you probably had to have you know have a, your own whole mind you know about the whole you know what you're doing and how it makes you feel how your body reacts to it and all that yes definitely because it wasn't just only like a physical thing like we had to it was mentally as well like we just had to memorize a lot of things like we have to memorize each belt system each specific routine that we're it's called form so we have to learn our forms our combinations for each belt system and we're tested for each belt belt system so i really had to practice and train my mind in, in that sort of aspect so how was the how was the shift from Taekwondo into the training school? Like, where was it something you were like, hey, I, I want to be a pro wrestler now, and you just decided to go to the school, or were you kind of like, you know, was it another phone book kind of thing? <laughs> you know, we don't <laughs> use phone books anymore. But. I know. <laughs> no, it wasn't a phone book type thing. I definitely was watching it around the time when I started Taekwondo too. Oh, okay. So I always like been a wrestling fan like since I was little. And um so the whole thing how I got started when I wanted to do it, it was definitely when I was thirteen years old. I, I remember clearly I um told my mom I was like I really want to get into professional wrestling. And this is me at 13, and you can imagine her reaction. Um, but she she wasn't too shocked about that because of how much I really loved watching it and how much I was into it. Um, my dad as well, because he would take me to the live events. And so she was like, all right, I mean, you're pretty young. And I already looked at a school myself like on the computer online. Like I was really into just looking up wrestling online all the time. So I told her about a school and this was back in, uh, I grew up in Washington, DC. So I told her about a school that was nearby there and we actually went, she actually took me to check it out. Cause 
um, she contacted the owner and he was like, okay, yeah, sure. We'll have a little interview, um, basically see what she's got, um, talk to her more. And so I went over there. It was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, he just spoke to me. He was like, you're going to be the youngest one training here. And I was like, you know, and it was a pretty cool conversation. Um, the only thing was that I couldn't start the training. Um, he said it would be okay as long as, um, my mom would like give me permission, but it was the money thing. Uh, and yeah. so, um, ever since then, I always thought about it. I'm like, I was like so close to like even stepping into a ring and like even like feeling just a little bit when I was 13 and that just stuck in my mind. And finally, um, when I was in college, uh, I was in fashion school and like it was going a little bit downhill as far as my program because my school wasn't really paying attention to us and I was like this doesn't feel right like something's off I got, like and I was like watching a little bit more wrestling I was going back into seeing what was going on and I was like dang like just watching like everyone in the ring and like doing all these cool things it just it makes me want to try it out because I know inside that I like I need to do it. Like I need to try it out. I need to see if this is really what I want to do. If I still have that passion that I had when I was thirteen. Yeah, I mean it. It it's cool to you never want to also never want to live life like what if you know that's always a right. a feeling that some people regret like they have opportunities they kind of just eh, I don't know if the time is right but it's cool that you yeah. that you had supportive uh, parents growing up so that that always really helps. Yeah, and what the whole school situation, the whole fashion school situation, um, I did leave and I told my dad, this is in DC. I was like, Hey, I want to move to Orlando and I want to start professional wrestling training. And it took him a bit of time to, to, you know, put that through his head. Like, uh, no, you have to finish school. School's important, which it is of course, but it was just bothering me so much. And, the program was just going downhill. And so, no, I, like, I need to go. I need to go to Orlando. I need to train. He was like, all right, like, you go check it out. I went for a week to Orlando. I came back home. I was like, yeah, this is definitely something I want to do. So I moved down by myself and started training. Um, it was uh, November 2017 when I got down here. Oh, wow. How old were you when that happened? Um, it was uh, 22. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big move at 22, especially a big town yeah. like Orlando. Yeah, it was definitely uh, scary because D.C., I don't know if you guys have been there. It's it's a whole city. Like, there's trains, buses that are just, like, so convenient, like, running for, like, all night. And over here, everything spread out. When I was in D.C., everything was close by. And then when I came down here, everything was spread out. And I was like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Like, the culture shock was real. That's one thing for sure. Yeah, and and with Orlando, you know, it's it is it can be intimidating because it just you go, you know, you have DC like you said that's its own town, but here in Orlando, <laughs> there's people call it like the Orlando area because it's so, so broad. Big. Yeah. And we don't yeah. have a good mass transit system. We don't. Like so I mean, if you don't have a car, it's rough. Yes, which I didn't have one when I came down. So I was biking everywhere oh wow there was, it was either bike or uber for yeah. me when i first came down here by myself and 
But eventually my boyfriend came down and he moved down with me because he, he supports me so much with this. I'm very thankful for that. But um, yeah, when I first came down, yeah, no car. So training bike ride wise was 45 minutes away. So I would bike to train and bike back home. And I would do this every day, Monday through Friday, like go to work in the morning and then come home, take a nap and then go to training and come back. Same thing, Monday through Friday. Well, you didn't need to do any cardio when you got to training. That's for sure. <laughs> I de- yes, I definitely had a good warm up. <laughs> yeah, you definitely had a good cardio warm up. Well, let me ask you this because I kind of want to get into some of the, like the deeper, uh, like wrestling questions. Like, what's your finish? Uh, I I now have a name for it. Um, it's called the Kai O. Uh, it's uh, basically to explain it easy for people that don't know the term. Um, it's a spinning kick in the air, but for Taekwondo terms, it's called a tornado kick. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. Sounds like a Street Fighter move, to be honest with you, and I'm digging it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, You know, I I want to ask you, since you've been watching wrestling for a long time, it's got to be awesome, I would say, in the last six to seven years that that paradigm shift we're having with uh, female competitors. Has it been that long? Yeah. I mean, it's, I feel like it's only been two or three. No, but then I think again, it, my time gets warped. Well, you know, a so. lot of it, yeah, I mean, it's got to be an awesome time because you, ha- you know, you got to think about, like, on a global standpoint, uh, how much that's changed. Because sure. in Japan, you know, there's there's been female uh, wrestlers uh, in the, you know Forever. over in Mexico. Yeah. There's been female wrestlers. Yes. So overseas, it was very, it was you know, it's been around for a long time, yeah. even longer than that. But in America, oh, yeah. it's only been within the six six to eight years that it's really kind of got a shine on, it, especially with WWE's the May Young Classic was a huge success, uh, yeah. and bringing people from all over uh, and. It's it putting the spotlight on female wrestling and and other promotions as well. Like Ring of Honor has their women's wrestling and NXT and and even WWE, you know, had their uh, first tag team women's championship. So like it's it's gotta be an awesome time for you to just to see how how much uh, wrestling has changed. Yes, it's crazy. And when I first started training, that was right after the May Young Classic, uh, the first May Young Classic, which was kind of the thing that made me be like, all right, I need to go and do this. It was one of the things that was like pushing me to go and train and start doing this. Um, So yeah, it's been crazy. Um, Like how you guys said, like six to eight years when it's finally like starting to blow up to see like a whole shift from er like earlier in the years where like the girls didn't even have like a whole minute out there and everything was known as bra and panties matches and pillow fights and mud fights and like, transitioning and trying to be more serious it's it's very cool to see actually how it is now yeah it's definitely a a paradigm shift and what i love to see is thunder championship wrestling has been bringing in an amazing female talent um every women's match that they've had because i've been to every single show so far has been absolutely amazing so how excited are you for your debut at thunder championship wrestling on september 7th I'm very excited. Um, I have been checking out the matches that have gone on over there. And, yeah, I'm very stoked. I haven't been to Auburndale, so that's another thing, too, <laughs> um, to look forward to. And just seeing all the, the fans meeting new people. Uh, I am going against Rocky Radley, who I know fairly well. And I know she's killing it right now, so I know we're going to put up a good fight. 
Well, I think it's definitely going to be a good match. Rocky Radley is is got a, a just an amazing pedigree. Uh, she's got a good uh, you know a good workflow. Uh, right, amazing athlete. Uh, so I'm really interested to see you two styles because uh, you sent us a highlight video, which I love, by the way. Holy crap. Uh, Your kicks are legit. Dude, <laughs> that would knock me out so hard yeah. I'd be asleep. I mean, seriously, those yeah. kicks are ridiculous. Like, Well, that's wow. what I wanted to ask you about. Like, I feel like, it, and it's a term that kind of gets battered around now, I feel like you're working kind of a strong style. Is that kind of what you would call your style? Yes, uh, definitely. That's my one of the influences. Is like Japanese strong styles definitely what influences me. Yeah, I like uh, you know strong style is really you know like you said in Japan and like it really I would say the last ten fifteen years it migrated to uh, to the UK and UK has all right. you know that British strong style and like it's yeah. it's really I love watching that because. It it the impact and just like the 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 show of strength it looks real it, yeah like, it, it looks like an MMA match it looks almost. like a shoot yeah, match yeah. It, it's 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 interesting to to see that and to see you know a not only being able to perform it but be able to receive the pain you know the punishment as well like it's it's cool and when people go back and forth with each other and like start doing elbows to each other back and forth okay. it, like the, the intensity the crowd gets they they eat it up they love that yes I I love it too and. That's like when I started um, training and I told my trainers like, hey, I, I have a Taekwondo background. Um, they definitely took advantage of that and they helped me develop my, my own specific style. And I've noticed that I'm very different than um, most wrestlers that wrestle out there. And a lot of people like question a lot like, yeah, what is your style? Like, it's very different. All you, like, you do a lot of kicks and it's it's very like hard to take in at first and you never know what's coming from me and i think it's cool though because i'm not like the typical like i forgot what the style was called i believe it's called hybrid it's like a mixture of like lucha like it's the it's the type of style let's see like alexa bliss or like mickey james would do sure like i don't do the those like those typical moves that they're doing i'm definitely a lot of kicks in the strong style so a lot of people like are not accepting of it which is shocked me as well and they always question me about it they're like hey you know can you lessen up on the kicks a little bit i'm like no (laughs) that's me like i'm not lessening up on anything this is a fight like this is this is like what i do this is me so um i definitely like don't see myself changing a little bit and that's the cool thing about wrestling you can be yourself no matter what no matter what your style is or anything it, it's, it fits for anybody well and i also like that you kind of stuck to your guns about your style because you, you them telling you not to do the kicks is the same thing as telling the young bucks to quit doing the super kick like that's part of the gimmick bro like yeah. don't 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 infringe on my gimmick over here yeah. like this is right. part of my my shtick so i totally yeah. get that which speaking of that what like, what's your favorite thing to work? Do you like working baby? Do you like working heel? Like, what, what's your favorite kind of position to work in a match? Uh, well, the good thing about my specific character is I could be either or. Like, you can accept accept me as a bad person or a good person. I, I personally don't have a, fa- a favorite to do. Um, but I... I've been seen a lot as a baby face, uh, working matches wise. Um, but I, I really don't have a preference. 
So more like a, a tweener, if you will. So yeah. you're kind of like in the middle. Right. All right. Well, that's cool. Well, let me ask you this, because you talked about, you know, having a, a lot of uh, Japanese influence in what you're doing. If Because I know you're working with Thunder Ch- Championship Wrestling and you're working with uh, other wrestling promotions. Is there a dream promotion you'd love to go work for at some point? Uh well, it's crazy because I was thinking about that today, and there are so many more promotions like coming out there where now it's just like I don't feel like I just should look at one place. There's I, At this point, I am ready to just go anywhere, whether it be like Impact or Stardom or um, Crash in Mexico. Like I'm, I'm all ready for it, and just independent wrestling in general has been going, especially this year grew tremendously so i really don't have like one set goal anymore yeah yeah i know especially in uh florida there's i mean it's it's just like a dream a wrestling dreams thing come true you know like like we'll 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 go i'll go to these indie wrestling shows like wwn has like you know uh lots of promotions under their belt as well and i remember i would go see uh uh, i would go see uh full impact pro i would go like if shimmer Shine and Shimmer, I can see that. Um, I'd also go to uh, MLW, Major League Wrestling, like, and there's just so many opportunities for people that want to get their feet wet or to just go out and have fun and you know make some extra money on the side. Like, there's a lot of awesome opportunities, especially in Florida, because you know you got to think. Years ago, you know, Florida was one of those territories, you know, and people, you know, flocked down anything below Georgia and below, you know, you, that was the Southern Territory. So it was like, right. yeah, I mean, and the way things have changed with uh, social media and all the technology and everything going on that I, I think it's the, a great time to be a fan, but also to be a performer because you can reach out to so many different people and, and inquiries and all that stuff. And I feel like, uh, especially someone like you, that you want to get like, you want to just make, you want to go out and just make a name for yourself. And, and that thing right. is, it's all about self brand, right? Your own pr- branding yourself. And I think that's it, so great. It, you're, you're definitely selling yourself just walking around too, like walking around anywhere. It's not just, at training it's not just the show it's in public too so that's what like, I, I i'm glad that i mean i adapted to this fairly quick and it's easy to be yourself in this business like i said and also it's funny how you like pointed out how um wrestling in florida is just pretty huge like people come down here just because of how big it is like I moved down to Orlando from DC just because of that. Cause, um, automatically I'm like, Oh, there's a ton of promotions in Florida. The PC is over here. This is the pro wrestling Mecca. I have to come down here basically type thing. And being here for past a year, um, I'm now traveling more out of state. Like recently I went over to Chicago, Illinois, and I, I definitely see a huge wrestling, like, fan like base over there so it's really big over there too and now i'm i'm seeing myself really wanting to go over there more and texas is all like really huge with professional wrestling as well absolutely and another thing is cool is just especially like you know you go to uh you know, like Thunder Championship Wrestling, a lot of this is like organic, word of mouth. Like you're telling mm-hmm. people like, hey, your friends are telling your friends and their friends are telling their friends. And yeah. and that's what Deuce and I, we 
we've been doing this podcast for like almost six years now and our, our main thing about our show is we want to talk about things we love and we want to share the good word if you will of all the things that we enjoy and obviously wrestling is one of them and that was that was one of the things uh, we were talking with some of the promoters and people that work with uh, that are championship wrestling we're like hey we, we live in Polk County like this is like we th- we're your people you know yeah. like we want we want people to like we want to promote it because not only we live here but we love it and uh, and that was the whole thing is getting people on the show that can talk more about themselves and you know get excited for the matches coming up and I we're stoked to have you on like it's it's really really cool Yes, I'm excited too. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, you know, you you talk about the strong style, the the martial art, taekwondo style. That's been around, you know, like you said, in Japan for a long time. And I, but there's also been a few uh, people that have kind of popped in and out uh, uh, in, in WWE, WWF at the time, and WCW. And you, you look at mm-hmm. someone like uh, Steve Blackman. That dude was <laughs> crazy, insane with his yes. martial arts skills. Uh, yes. Yeah. He he was awesome. Uh, I think you could have ended that sentence with just crazy insane. Yeah. Yeah. Just, he was that guy was nuts. But I mean, yeah, elbows, he was a beast yeah. in the ring. Yeah. He had movie tie skills. I mean, taekwondo skills. Like it was hitting his knees. I mean, he was all over the place. And so and Shamrock did the same. Yeah, Shamrock, thing. same yeah. guy. I mean, you know, there was a lot of people that went from MMA because everybody thinks like when they think MMA turned wrestler, everybody thinks Brock Lesnar. But there were so many before him. Right. Tank Abbott can. Shamrock, right. uh, you know, so Steve Blackman. There were so many people that went from the old school UFC MMA to WWE, and now I like it because there there is wrestlers in other promotions that come from like an MMA background and are using that in their in ring style, and I enjoy it uh, just because it gives it a legitimacy to like what they're doing. Right, me too. Yeah, another guy, obviously he's really big uh, in WWE, Alistair Black. That dude's taken off. His career's just yeah. exploded. And that guy's he's got he some le- Yeah, he's got some lethal kicks as well and he's just, he's a great worker. Yes, yes. Every time he kicks, I'm like, yes, oh my god, like I go crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so it, and you also got to look for in the women's division, Asuka. I mean, she just took over the women's division in WWE. I mean, it's well, insane. she did, yeah, <laughs> but not anymore. But she used, she used to. to, yeah, yeah. yeah she she was. Yes. Uh, she's also got I, that the hardcore style as well. Yeah, her and Kyrie are great together too. I must say, like them together is just perfect. Is Tyree the pirate? Yeah, she's the pirate okay. princess. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know they're gonna build them up because WrestleMania is gonna be here in Tampa Bay, and with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know yeah. that they're gonna do something with them, <laughs> yeah. like shoot them out of the cannon on the pirate ship or something. <laughs> they're gonna figure some way to, to do something with them. Oh yeah, yes, definitely. Well, that that's cool too because it, it's always good to hear. Um, you know, people that are in the business that still follow the business because I know wrestling is very busy. You know, you, you've got your schedules, you get your you know uh, date appearances and all that, and you're on the road, and so you kind of. Uh, you know, sometimes it's hard to you know catch what's going on in the business at the moment, uh, and I think it's cool that you're still watching the product and you're still learning and and you know, like you said earlier, it's like it's a mental thing. You know how how you, when you get into that ring, it's like all right, this is where I'm at. This is the this is the uh, place I'm at. You know, if it's an armory or if it's a little bit larger gymnasium or something like that, you can see like, hey, this is you know, it's all about you know the how people perceive you, but also how the audience is. Cause the audience, 
at these indie shows are just electric. I mean, it's crazy. I'll, I'll go to an indie show with 200 people in the audience, and they're just exploding. They they go, they just love it. Rabid fans at, at uh, indie wrestling shows is is such an awesome feeling being connected with all those with all those audience members. Yes, it is definitely crazy. And um, when we when you go to different venues, like yeah, there might be like you know ten or fifteen people there, but like it, it's insane because when I went over to Chicago, um, it was a smaller venue, but everyone was just alive, and it's just great to like be in front of people like that who are interested in you and come up to you after or before or want to buy your merch, and it's just an overall great feeling just to be around. Like fans like that, and who want to follow you and follow you and follow your journey. Yeah, I mean they do. I mean, uh, and the thing is, especially with indie wrestling, um, not I would say indie wrestling as non televised wrestling. Uh, yeah. You most of the time you're not just stumbling into an indie show. You you are already a hardcore fan if you're going to indie shows, and I think that's what's so great is if you tell your friends about it, you kind of check it out, and be like, hey, what is this wrestling yeah. about? I've done that before. Like I I brought someone over for FIP show, and they never watched wrestling before in their entire and they're like, and the barrier to entry, it's a lower cost ticket. It's 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 usually family friendly most of the shows, so like it's yeah. really cool to be able to like bring friends and make them wrestling fans, you know, because they yeah. they have a different opinion about what's on TV and then, then they see it live. I mean, seeing wrestling it's a live. a different story, yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, and also, the the thing is, R- WrestleMania last year was main evented uh, by two women right. and I, I think that is the yeah. hugest... That was the only match I cared about the whole night. Right. Like, literally, I was just waiting. I was like, alright, when's Becky showing up? Like, wake me up when Becky shows up because I could have yeah. cared less about the rest of that card until Becky showed up. <laughs> Yeah, that was definitely, like, an awesome moment. And, like, going back to, like, just seeing the growth of women um, throughout the years and ending up here, it's great. And it's still going, too. Like, there's still much more, like, women want to prove. And and so much more, I'm sure, we're going to be looking forward to and seeing in the near future. Uh, I wanted to uh, talk to you about your relationship with uh, the amazing Santana Garrett. Oh, I love Santana. Oh man, I miss her so much. But she she was definitely the first person that welcomed me to uh, Pro Wrestling 2.0. Um, I stepped in her all women's class first day, and um, everyone was just so welcoming. But she she was there, and she like it was definitely more advanced. But she was there for me and wanted to show me like just the basics and everything. But she's always been there for me since the beginning to to guide me and and just help me out with every step that i've been here so like she she's great and i i'm very happy for her for getting signed to nxt because i know this is what she's wanted for the longest time and like a lot of people have been saying like it is about time that they did <laughs> they did bring her up to to nxt <laughs> Yeah, well, Chico, Chico Adams, and I were, you know, Deuce and I had him on uh, a couple weeks ago, and he, we were, we, it was ironic. We were talking about Santana Garrett because I've seen her, I don't know, twenty times live, probably in indie shows, <laughs> and she's amazing, and she's always there for her fans too. Like she's always there yeah. to get a photo after after the match is over and stuff like that. So she's she's very very kind. Takes her, I mean, takes her time yeah. with each person. 
Uh, and it was ironic because it was like, the day or two after we had the interview. We got a, She put on yeah. on Instagram that she's she's in NXT, signed to NXT. I was just like, wow, that's so crazy how that happens. Yeah. So it can happen <laughs> to anybody at any time. It really is. Well, no, yeah, really, it, it could really happen any time. And she like how you were talking about how she is like with her fans and everything. Like, there's never a dull mo- moment with her. She's always positive. So. Uh, yeah, she definitely um, is going to do so well, and I know it. She's a she's a very good person. Let me ask you a question real quick, and we're going to go off the rails a little bit just because David Penzer brought up in the interview and we're talking NXT. NXT is going to two hours now. Now, is it still going to be on the network, or are they going to try and put it on USA? I think they'll put it on Fox Sports, I think. Oh, it's going to go on Fox Sports. I think so, or Fox. Some Fox affiliate. Okay, so it's not because Fox is going to have SmackDown on Friday nights, but like maybe Fox Sports 1 is going to have NXT. Yeah, for two hours, yeah. I wonder what they're going to end up doing with Raw. I wonder if Raw is going to end up jumping ship and yeah. maybe to a Fox station I'm not down sure. the line. I mean, I, I know yeah, I, I heard different things too, but um, they they did say they were going to announce it during Raw, which I don't know if it's already been announced on Raw because it was just like rumored and on different websites. But they said that the actual you know announcement would happen tonight on Raw. Oh, USA's got to be really happy about that. That they're saying, "Hey, by the way, NXT is going to a competing network." So, yeah. but maybe that means that the NBC Universal partnership is going to be ending soon, and maybe Raw is going to go to Fox. We should wa- we should probably find out later on. Yeah, just to yeah confirm. We'll definitely find out later. Yeah, on. yeah exactly. So allegedly, allegedly, yeah. yeah. Well, our lawyers got to get paid this week, so allegedly. We will see what happens. But, yeah, I just yeah. wanted to take that off the rails for a little bit. Well, who yeah. who, who is probably your favorite person in ring right now? Mm, let's see. Uh, well, I definitely uh, I want to go over to Japan really quick because those girls are just killing it. But the number one person that's just been really influencing me is um, her name's Kagetsu. She's on Stardom. Yep. Um, if you, I don't know if you guys are familiar with her, but I if you check her out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you check her out, she's so badass. She and is. Just her attitude in general. For some reason, I, I, I feel a connection. Like, I click with her and her type of style and attitude. So, that is definitely someone, like, you know, the top person in mind right now. and Someone, like, I definitely would love to, to wrestle or be in the ring with in general. Yeah, like a dream match, for sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I think it's cool because um, you, you look at – you said earlier uh, about the bra and panties matches and all that. It was – I mean, unfortunately, back in the day, it was like you know people used women matches as like a bathroom break in, in, in pay-per-views. Yeah. And that was a horrible thing. But like they the, the, they didn't really shine the light in a good light you know, back then. And uh, everything was divas and all that stuff. Like they weren't even treated oh, like – Oh, yeah. I remember at the Impact Zone because we used to go to the Impact Zone all the time and watch the TV tapings. It's like, oh, it's a beautiful people's match. Time to get a beer. <laughs> like – yeah, you know, like as soon as the women's matches came on, it was like, oh yeah, time to go check out the merch table or get a yeah. beer, or, you know, which is horrible, horrible to say. But yeah. at the time, just the quality of the in-ring product made it that way. Right. And now you have these top-tier athletes because I'm just gonna say it, uh, I don't keep up with WWE much right now. I'm hardcore into AEW, but the only thing that really interests me in WWE is Becky Lynch. I'm all about the man. 
because yeah. you know <laughs> she is killing it. She cuts great promos. She's got a great character. She's, in my opinion, the second coming of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she is just when she's on the TV, I don't want to change the channel. But when it's anything else, WWE, I'm like, "Uh, let's see uh, what's going on with the football game or let's see what's going on with the baseball game. Or, you know, I definitely want to see like what she's up to when she does come on. And yeah, yeah, a lot of people like they do the comparison with her and like Stone Cold. And then I've also heard um, her being like the Conor McGregor as well. I could see that and a lot of Conor McGregor and her. But, see, that's the thing in wrestling. you got to be able to talk smack and sell tickets. And she does that in spades. And the problem is, in my humble opinion, and I'm just going to use WWE as the example right now, like she's one of maybe two or three people they've got on the roster that can do that. She can talk the smack. She can get on the stick, cut a promo. And she's putting butts in seats. She's selling tickets because the rest of them are so cookie cutter right now that it's just like – it might as well be create a wrestler A versus create a wrestler B, you know? And it's just – it's not fun to watch. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting, too. uh, When we had David Penzer on, he he was like – yeah, uh, you know, it's a great time to be, you know, in the business because there's so much competition. Oh, competition yes. create uh, create uh, broad s- competition spawns creativity. So like you have yeah. all these pr- promotions that are wanting to do stuff uh, and I think it's a really great time uh, to be able to you know, learn and to travel and to go and experience the different cities. Like you were talking about Chicago and like, mm-hmm. so it, it's fun because for me, I don't, for the price of a ticket, I, I don't, you can't even go to a movie, you know, these days for the, for the price of a ticket that you go to an indie show, you know, you get so much more for your money. Oh no. Yes, of course. And, um, how, how you were saying, um, with the the different types of like you have to talk smack and make money your butts on the seats and like like being i mean being different is definitely a plus and from what i've been seeing lately a lot of different types of like as as far as the women divisions go and different promotions i definitely see a lot of different women coming in and like with the whole competition thing as well um they're also different where it's just like you can't even think about competition like that anymore um but i definitely agree that you know like the whole talking does make it a plus if you could talk you'll definitely be seen like seen more and making more money like if you're on tv definitely but um there's just so many different women coming in and i see that WWE is signing more women in. Like, I believe there's 37 women signed on, like, NXT right now, NXT, NXT UK right now, from the last time I checked. Um, I'm not sure if that counts who was just announced signed. But 37, and, like, from what I'm seeing, they're just trying to really find so many different women right now and seeing what they could do with them and what they could create. So I know that's a big plus to have a woman's division and make every single one different. Yeah, and I think that's a key because for so long they were all just like cookie cutter model types. And now you've really got, I mean, you've got Nia Jax, you've got, you know, Bailey, you've got Sasha Banks, you've got, you know, so many different women that 
are the whole spectrum, yeah. you know, and are great in the ring. It's not that they're the women have been promoted from because before it was almost just like eye candy. It's right. like, oh, let's come out. This girl's pretty. Right. We'll we'll do something with her. But they weren't necessarily talented in the ring. Well, they weren't taken seriously. Right. right. But now it's you know they're given the respect they deserve. They're given the time they deserve, and they're really making their mark. And I think now it's probably got to be the greatest time to be a woman in wrestling. Yes, definitely. It is like definitely a perfect time to be coming in for it, and I'm sure like young ladies right now, like in you know in middle school age, are watching all of this, and they're they're even getting inspired by what's happening too and would want to do it when they're ready yeah absolutely so i want to ask you uh some of the some of the uh wrestlers we talked to in the past have like pre-match warm-up rituals do you do anything before you go into a ring um uh well one thing like i do is like well it is very important to do this which is stretching but i've been real. i've been getting called out lately by how i stretch only because one, okay, so yes, I kick a lot, but I wrestle barefoot, so I gotta make sure that like I'm all good with my feet. So I like massage my feet with this ball. Like I make sure like every part of my leg is good, like nothing cramped. I open up my hips, so I have very specific stretches that I do. So I do I do a lot of that, and then um, a lot of people will see me just sit really quietly and just close my eyes. It's just, just something I just do. And I'm, I tend to be a very quiet person here and there. So you'll just see me stretch and I'll have like my, my resistance bands and everything with me, like just sitting in the ring and just stretching every little bit of part of me out. Yeah. So I want to ask you too, cause uh, to be a wrestler, you gotta be in great shape. You know, you gotta, you've gotta really be dedicated. What's your yeah. workout regimen like? Oh, it's crazy. Like, I'm at least doing something every day. If it's not training at the school, I usually just go to the gym for that day. Um, but I also do a lot of kickboxing. Oh, wow. Uh, that's that's my number one favorite type of workout because I also um, did kickboxing and Muay Thai. And that is the number one type of workout that I do because it's all about strength, speed, and balance. Like, and it's something that I just love doing. It's part of martial arts, and I like I can't get away from it. So that's what I do as far as working out. And then when it comes to weightlifting, you know, I go to the gym. Uh, I don't go crazy like uh, CrossFit heavy training, but um, I make sure that I keep toned and keeping my cardio up when I'm in the gym. Well, how, how do you, uh, so you, you work out a lot, you train, you kickbox. What's, uh, did you have to change your diet any when you started to grow more muscle and to shift into press, professional wrestling? Um, yeah, a little bit. Um, when I was doing uh, kickboxing back home, I was training for a fight and um, it was a month out that the fight was and I had to cut 20 pounds. So the whole process for that was crazy. Cause like I, it's, I would say it's very dangerous. I would not even try it if I were you, but by, by the way that I was eating and dieting for that, but it was a lot of like spinach and fish and then like granola bar here and there, but a lot of water. And then when it came to the week of the fight, it was just barely eating anything and a lot of water. But 
transitioning after that that's when i just started eating and then my body was like what the hell are you doing like <laughs> you're not eating like this before so then i just started eating a little bit more of whatever i wanted but not like overindulging with things i was still watching what i eat and i would say now um i looked into this um fighter he I forgot his name. I forgot which fighter does this. He's in UFC, but he says that he eats six meals a day, but it's like uh, a few of the meals are big meals, and then a couple of them he'll have like a small snack in between. So that's what I've been doing, like six meals a day, but I'm keeping active. Right. And I think you mentioned some earlier uh, because a lot of, as a wrestling fan, sometimes you'll see guys out there and women out there that get gassed and it's like you have to have that cardio when you're in that ring oh yeah you do and that's why i run outside like i don't even try to run on the treadmill anymore when i'm in the gym if i'm gonna go to the gym and do cardio i'm gonna do a stairmaster but if i'm gonna run i'm running outside because that is way more different than running on the treadmill and that's what's really gonna help too with like your in-ring cardio well, yeah, also, you got to think, too, the impact on the joints and everything and the muscles yeah. is, you know, you're hitting a hard ground surface, your yeah. body's having to react to that more strongly than if you're on a soft treadmill. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so Brock Lesnar and Batista, if you're listening, maybe go outside and run a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, nah, I'm good. Exactly. I just, I just come in jacked and I do my five moves yeah. and I go home. Or what is it like, you yeah. call that in the biz? I pop my shit and then I go home. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, God, I remember the last Batista run he had and it was – God, he, he was, was so gassed. He was so gassed. I was like, look at Drax the Destroyer out there. He could, you know, Mr. Movie Man, you, you're out there for like five minutes and you're well, like just, needing a break. Just walking up to the ramp, sometimes they get... That was yeah. the one thing that Ultimate Warrior uh, he had a problem with, uh, was he would run at full sprint into the ring yeah. and he'd be, <laughs> he'd be blown up already before he even started the match. <laughs> so, and that's the thing is, it, um, you know, you... You obviously are training your body and you're eating right and you're dedicating yourself. This is to be a wrestler, you really have to be dedicated to your craft and be dedicated. Always never stop learning, always sit on the learning tree. And that's what we like to do as well. We'd love to sit, you know, as fans to it's entertainment for us because we, we love to learn the ins and outs of the business. And so it's kind of awesome to have, you know, someone like yourself on the show kind of just telling us hey this is how i do things and this is you know because everyone's different oh johnny's a liar face he's just trying to get some dieting tips because he's (laughs) he's he's captain keto now and he's doing this keto Uh. thing and it's dropping weight like a mother and he's just trying to figure out any other like backdoor way to lose some more weight (laughs) don't don't buy this bullshit that johnny is trying to sell to you That's all good. Like I haven't even tried like keto or anything, but I've I work at a gym as well. So and we have challenges, and I, I see people come in and like tell me what they're doing for their eating. Like people saying that they're they're doing keto too, or um, intermittent fasting, yeah. like just stuff like that. And so like I yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's body's different. Reacts in a different way. So whatever works works. You know. <laughs> well, I got to give Johnny some credit. How much weight have you lost on keto? Thirty three pounds. Wow, and man. A month That's crazy. And, and a month and a half. Yeah. So. Wow. Because we got a picture. I've got a picture on my fridge. Our good friends, uh, Billy Floyd and the Commodore, came over uh, the kitchen. Killed. 
excuse me, Kitchen Killers, and were at the house and did their show, and we've got a picture of him in the kitchen, and he he looks completely different now than you do in that picture. Like you're looking good, brother. You really cut Thanks, the weight, man. and you're doing great. Well, and, so. and, and and it's true because like everyone, like you said earlier, uh, Janai, that everyone's body's different, and everybody's re- body reacts differently. And for me, you know, everyone, anytime you go on a sort of quote unquote fad diet, you're like, oh well, I'll just gain the weight back because I've tried other diets in the past and everything like that but the thing with the keto is I, I'm not hungry like that that's the difference is like I eat my meals three times a day and maybe some snacks in between uh, yeah. but I but I stay full I don't, I'm not starving myself and that that's one of the main yeah. main differences for me and also someone like you who has a nice who's very toned and you know has all that cardio and everything going it's also good for uh, for weightlifting as well uh, and yeah. so it's it, you know there's a lot of benefits uh, from it as well but I even just for me just a regular dude you know I, I, I'm, I'm married I have two kids you know I wanted to get that dad bod gone you know so my thing was just to be dedicated and that's that's the thing with anything you want to get into you want to be are dead. you lying to me Johnny because I thought I thought I'm reading all these articles saying the dad bod is in like I, I, that's why I've been reading on the face space and the twitter spheres that the dad bod is in are you, are you telling me you're lying uh, to me I think it's in I think okay. the dad bod is is in uh, are you telling me Chris Pratt is lying to me that the dad bot is not in because oh I, I kind of like a uh, fat star lord like I'm a fan so oh my gosh but yeah just like I said I, if, if you ever wanted to try it my tip is just do it for a month just to see what you think uh, and then yeah. see how your body reacts is it, like some people get like the keto <laughs> flu where they feel kind of tired and stuff because uh, their body uh, did you get that? no I never got it thankfully okay. but some people get that and for me um it's all about lifestyle change, right? So it's not yeah. just a fancy little fad thing you're doing. It's like for you when you started doing Taekwondo and 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 going into wrestling, that your lifestyle changed completely. The way you train, the way you do, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where you the first month you're kind of like the first couple of weeks you're kind of trying to f- figure out, hey, what can I eat? What can I not eat? Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm doing I'm actually the last month I've been doing intermittent fasting as well, where you only eat eight hours a day and you pick that same block of time. So right now I only eat from twelve to eight typically, uh, unless I'm running you know at night, unless I'm running late or something. But I usually just pick that twelve to eight block to to uh, eat, and then the rest the rest of the time I only drink water. So it's like yeah. So I don't know uh how that'll work with you, but definitely if you're curious, well, read up, research on it, read, especially read up. as a wrestler and then being out late at night, I would think the keto thing would be easier to do because you can still go to fast food places and right. get stuff and it still be on the keto diet instead of being on a regular diet where it's after ten o'clock and you can't go anywhere to get food that's still kind of diet friendly, if that makes any sense. Exactly. Like I'll I'll oh, go yeah, yeah I'll go I'll I'll go to uh, Burger King, uh, and you wouldn't think Burger King would work on uh, on the keto, but no, I'll order three uh, double cheeseburgers uh, with bacon, and then I'll take the and have them plain, and I'll take the bun off at home, and then I'll, I'll uh, um, cook up some broccoli um, and put some Parmesan on it, and then I'll have uh, uh, two like two or three scoops of sour cream to dip my hamburger in. And like that, that's a full complete meal. I feel full and satisfied. And yeah, like you, you get like a whole like train of thought. I think going. her laugh is more like, yeah, fatty, three bacon, <laughs> couple bacon cheeseburgers. I think it's a laugh that you're getting on that one. So she said it was creative, dude. So no, I creative. Okay, is that the word we're going with? Yeah, creative. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yes, creative. Yeah. So. Well, but like 
traveling as like an independent wrestler, it, it is crazy. And I've I've recently um, been through a crazy road trip where I went from Orlando to Chicago driving, and then right after the show drove to Boston and then drove to New York and back down to Florida. Like this happened this whole past week and I definitely went through the whole thing of like finding what was open and what to eat and I was thinking about it and I was like, oh, this is what wrestlers are talking about when they're saying like, like if they're like, oh, I gained a lot of weight because of the traveling and some of the wrestlers, like they do gain weight just because of that. Um, and then there's some of them that they just, um, do like fit meals too, to help them out, which I, I can see how that helps with how much traveling they do, but it's just crazy overall, like just to find a good, like, uh, eating plan for yourself when you're that busy and have like such a busy wrestling schedule. Um, right now my, my schedule is getting busier, so I, I definitely want to like see about sticking with some sort of set thing well it's hard to find diet food at the waffle house you know what i mean <laughs> which is about the only thing that's open when you guys get done it's like ihop waffle house denny's and it's hard to find diet food at those kind of places yes yeah and get- it's like when i when i do go to that place and i do eat something because that's the only thing open and it's like well dang like now i have to figure out how i'm gonna work out the next day because i know that i'm gonna be still driving and it's like and i feel bad like i feel bad for eating it and it's like i can't even work out at a gym until two days later now like, you don't want to feel bad just because you had yeah. it scattered splattered smothered and covered you know what i mean like yeah. that's a, that's that's a thing that you hate feeling but speaking of that i, I need to ask you a keto question johnny yeah what's up the impossible whopper is that keto friendly okay so the bun is not well, of uh, course. But the, bur- the burger itself, even I, though it's made of all like plants and vegetables, I, it's still keto friendly. It technically it is. Okay. Uh, I, I, I don't. There's a lot of controversy with the Impossible Burger because it's yeah. fried in the same uh, fryer as as, as, meat as the meat so fat. It's so it's not like if you're a vegetarian, you yeah. can use it if as you're vegan, you can't it, use yeah. it. Yeah, but so. you could use it for keto. Yeah, you could. I mean, I would. I I would just have a because for me, it's all about budgeting myself as well. So obviously, this turned into a keto podcast. Sorry, uh, but just budgeting, <laughs> budgeting yourself and all that stuff because like I have a family four to feed, right? So it's like I have to figure out what's you know what can I feed? Because to be honest, it's hard to eat healthy, uh, and it's, it's hard. Expensive. It's expensive. So it's like you know, uh, you you pay eight dollars for a salad these days. Yeah. It's it's kind of crazy. Uh, Where you could be getting like double cheeseburgers off the dollar menu. Right. You know, you can so, feed yeah, a family yeah. four at Taco Bell for less than twenty bucks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's insane. I figure Taco Bell is probably not very keto friendly. <laughs> Dude, the only thing you can get there is what they call the power power menu. Power bowls. Power bowls. Yeah. But yeah. you have to take the rice and beans because rice and beans have crazy carbs in them. What? Yeah. So I have to like replace it so with lettuce. Speak Taco Bell's out. Taco Bell is pretty hard to eat. Uh, keto. So I can't have beer. I can't have Taco Bell. I miss beer. There, there, I'm not going to lie. There, there is no way that Deuce is going to turn into the Keto Guido because uh, <laughs> there is no way I'm giving up beer and uh, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, so uh, anyways, uh, for for the way the industry is going, because we, we were talking to uh, David Penzer, you know, uh, AEW obviously has, has gotten huge, and that has spawned all types. I mean, th- there's – as a fan now, you 
no matter where you where you're from, uh, what what your dom- denominations are, whatever you believe in, there's something mm-hmm. for everyone now. I mean, there's yeah. uh, it's it's really a great time to be a fan as well. Like I just. And and there's things you know like if you want to go back and go onto the WWE Network uh, and other other like Ring of Honor has one and J- New Japan World has their uh, database like there's a lot of stuff that you can go back in time and and watch all these matches and I think it's really yeah. cool you have this resource for fans. Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely like anything for anybody really, and I would say like there is like. There, there's a thing going around right now, actually, that people have different opinions about, which is comedy wrestling. And, like, a lot of the fans are not liking it. Oh, you mean like Joey Ryan? Yeah. Like, a lot of fans are not liking the Joey Ryan-type wrestling. They want more serious. Really? And then, yeah. And then there's the fans that love, like, the Joey Ryan, Orange Cassidy-type, you know, entertainment. But, that, yeah, it's been going around on Twitter. Like, I've been seeing talks about it, like, different people's opinion. But, you know, again, though, like, it, it's, it's there for, like, the people that like it. And then if people don't like it, then they can go watch something else that's, like, quote-unquote, more serious. Well, but, yeah, and I think that might even be, like, the hardcore. Like, I love hardcore wrestling, but I know it's not everybody's bag. Right. So, I think, like, and Thunder Championship Wrestling does a really good job of it. Yeah. Like, you kind of want wrestling to be like a three ring circus. Like you've got the clowns and then you've got the lions over here. Then you got the trapeze over there. Like you've got a little bit of something for everybody. So you need to sprinkle it in. But like, I love Joey Ryan. I think he's hilarious. Now, orange Cassidy, I'm on the bandwagon. That guy sucks. But, uh, (laughs) but I think Joey is great. Joey's, you know, Joey's huge in Japan, right? He is huge in Japan. (laughs) Did you see that he was doing the, you you can hold, you can touch his his business and it's like 30 bucks and you get a picture of him like giving you, what is it, the dong flip or whatever? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's insane. So I was like, this, this guy is making money on the gimmick. So I can't, I can't be mad at him. There's definitely that, that market, like you were saying, Janai, there's that market, people that do want the comedy and they want the more like sucks slapstick silly that's why like Kai, big kaiju battle is huge i mean that's oh, really taking that off hilarious. they're coming here uh i think in orpheum soon uh, are they yeah so need we need to, to go that. get yeah. yeah go do yeah, that yeah and i'll be there yeah yeah it's like i think it's like september 18th it's so awesome like Wait, are you gonna be there in a, a wrestling uh yeah i'll be yeah, I'm going to be there wrestling. Oh, okay. Oh, can can awesome. you tell us about that, or are you going to keep your lips sealed? Oh, well, they haven't told me too much information, but I do know who I'm going to be, but I I don't want to spoil that. Surprise. Right, right, right. That's fine. It's, it's September 8th. Oh, so, September 8th. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So that's really cool. We're, I mean, we're well, still- Literally, it's the night after Thunder. I know. So she's yeah. going to wrestle in Thunder, and then the next night, she's going to put on a giant kaiju <laughs> costume right. and wrestle in Tampa. That is great. That's yes. awesome. That's really yep. cool. That's a versatile wrestler right there. It is. That is very <laughs> yeah, versatile. She is. She's totally versatile. Oh, yeah, it's okay. gonna be too awesome. <laughs> it's gonna be great, and the fans really eat it up too. They, they, we, I, I have a fr- our friend David Pasco. He's a, a member on our podcast as well, and he, he, every time Big Kaiju comes down, he's like, "Dude, you gotta go." He's like telling everyone about it. He's like, "It's so entertaining, and the wrestling is great, and it's awesome, and you'll laugh, you'll cry." Like he's always is like he's touting it like. Like he's a promoter for Big Kaiju, so uh, yeah, it's really fun. I definitely recommend yeah. it. So yeah, we're definitely looking forward to seeing you there as well. So that'd be awesome. Yes, yes, definitely. 
Well, the, the one thing I definitely want to see come down here, speaking of Big Kaiju, which I haven't seen here locally, is the cosplay wrestling. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah they do it oh, yeah. Like it, down in Miami at Supercon. They do it, and they do it at other cons. But like, I think that's something that's really taken off, yeah. where it's people dressed in cosplay doing the wrestling. And it's wrestlers in right. the cosplay, so right. it's good wrestling. But I... I'm I'm hoping that makes its way here at some point. I always keep waiting for Megacon to do it because I mean Megacon is like now the fourth or fifth largest just, yeah. convention in the United States, and I'm like, why have they not jumped on this? The performance centers in their backyard. There's like nine indie promotions running out of Orlando. Why haven't they jumped on getting this, you know, going? So yeah, they've been having uh, wrestlers as guests too, haven't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Usually they'll have a couple people from the WWE, and then they'll just grab a couple other random people. It's usually just kind of whoever they can get. Um, yeah. It, yeah, we won't get into MegaCon. It's a weird animal, but yep. uh, <laughs> but you look at like CEO for example. Last oh two years God. in a row, oh they've had gosh, some yes. just insane wrestling. Well, the year before last, it was a uh, uh, New Japan show. Right. This year, of course, because Kenny Omega is the one that's behind it, it was an AEW show. And that show was amazing because they understand the cross-section of people that are fighting game fans and are pro wrestling fans is huge. And, like, Kenny and the Young Bucks came out as Street Fighter characters with the music. And a, yeah, how they did it was so perfect. Yeah, it was perfect. And allegedly, because I know Kenny does a lot of work with, like, Capcom and Street Fighter, right. like they got the thumbs up from Capcom to do it, and they use like the music from the video game and everything. And I was like, this is really, really cool. And I think you yeah. know, more promotions thinking outside the box like that is great. That's why we've got to give a big shout out to Thunder Championship Wrestling because. They said, look, you guys are the number one podcast in Polk County. You know, we're based out of Polk County. We ought to work together. And we're like, sure. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's a win-win for both of us. You know, we get great interviews with great talent like yourself. And we help bring people to the event and, you know, being number one in Polk County. We've got a huge, huge audience. And just being able to, to bring something that we love, like Thunder Championship Wrestling, to our audience uh, is great just because it's sharing something else we love and something we want to see succeed. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, do you have like, uh, anything you want to plug any other promotions or any other shows? Cause I, I know obviously now we just found out you will be at the big Kaju battle, uh, in, uh, undisclosed uh, character, if you will. I'm going Mothra. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think? What, what, what do you think? What's your guess of what she's oh going to be? I don't know. I don't think it'll be Godzilla. No, uh, but I'm going to go could Mothra. Be yeah. I mean, she could be anything. I mean, she could be one of those Pacific Rim robots. Sure. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's, yeah. That's what's ex- yeah, that's what's exciting about you know, like you said earlier, you know, especially wanting to travel and and you know, be as busy as you can be. It's like, you know, one night every night's different. Yeah, it well, is. yeah, that's a 180 from doing yeah. Thunder one night and then doing the big kaiju battle the yeah. next night. Like, that is definitely a 180, but yeah. I, I think that you're going to kill it at both shows. But also, it shows how versatile you are as an entertainer that you can pull both things off in the same weekend. Yeah, that's very important as a wrestler to be versatile. And I'm still, I mean, I'm still learning, of course. And and like, what a way to learn a whole other different style because this, this is going to be the first time that I'm doing the show too. So it'll be a, definitely a, a good experience for me. Absolutely. So, is there anything else uh, you want to plug, Jedi, before we go? 
Um, as far as shows, uh, I definitely have uh, more shows coming in September. I don't have anything for the rest of the the month this month. Um, but I do want to give a shout out for uh, my school. They're having uh, a show on the 10th, September 10th. Um, Clash of the Champions and I will be there um, nothing too much has been announced um, but I would keep an eye out on that for Wrestling 2.0 in Orlando, Florida if you're in, in the Orlando area check it out for sure uh, and then I'll be going back to Chicago for Wrestle League. I am the women's champion there awesome I, congrats yeah, I, thank you um, so I will be back um, to see who wants to step it up um and you know challenge any girl out there of uh, it's wrestle league um if you're in the chicago area um it's definitely popping even more now um check it out there and let me think so much going on you got any you got any baddest uh black belt shirts or merch incoming sometime hey Okay, yes. Um, so right now, I only have small and mediums left. Um, and they're Janai Kai shirts. It literally says Janai Kai with like a black belt symbol on there. Nice. Um, but I'm getting some shirts done in the near future. I have to say that the graphics for this is amazing. Shout out to Ronnie. Um, he's a referee as well, but he uh, he does graphic designing. Um, he he made the uh, design for the next shirt that will be coming out in the near future. But I am creating an online store as well, where people people can just easily just go in and then pick what they want, and I just ship it out. Nice, and I'm guessing you're going to have some merch at the Thunder Championship Wrestling Show on the on the seventh. Yes, I'm going to have my shirts there, and then I have wristbands that were just made. They say the baddest black belt, Janai Kai, on them. They're a dollar each, pretty cheap, so come and grab one if you want one, and then I'll have my my 8x10s. I'm going to be printing out a lot more for everybody if you want to check them out. Well, I definitely want to say this to all of our fans out there and all the happy hour hooligans because I know you're going to come out Saturday, September 7th at the Auburdale High School. You can buy your tickets at the Auburdale High School now. Fifteen dollars for the floor and ringside, ten dollars for general admission, and twenty dollars for the meet and greet with Gangrel and Bubsy McGraw. Please, 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 guys, bring some extra money, you know, so you can spend it at the merch table. They got great merch. I know they had those amazing luchador masks last time, and all uh, the wrestlers are going to have their merch there. And guys, I, I, I highly recommend. Number one, that you do it because they've got great stuff. But on top of that, that's a really great way to support the the people that you love and the wrestlers that you love because that helps them out a lot when you buy a T-shirt, when you buy a wristband, when you buy a luchador mask or sunglasses or toys or whatever they're selling. Like That really helps them out a lot. So I always try to make sure that I budget extra money when I go to these events for merch because I want to spend that merch on you guys because I know that money's going into your pocket. It's helping you get down the road and get to the next town and get to the next event. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, Thank you for saying that. And also from what I spotted, like for the Thunder Championship Wrestling uh, Flyer, a portion of the ticket proceeds go to uh, the high school athletic department. So that's something also to think about and to come and help and support for that. 
No, it does, and they've done a great thing with the Auburndale High School where a portion of the ticket proceeds go to the school, so that is really awesome. Uh, we can't wait to go. Yeah, we're stoked. Uh, we're, I'm, I'm bringing my nephew down. I think it might be his first time actually going to a live pro wrestling show, oh, so cool. I'm really excited about that because nice. he loves pro wrestling. <laughs> trying to get my sister, because they're both coming down from Gainesville, so I'm trying to get my sister to come down and go because I really want her to come and experience wrestling live because she's never been to a live show guys live shows are where it's at yep. like it's so much fun it's cheaper than a movie ticket yeah uh, and also it's family friendly you know they start at seven and this isn't this isn't your normal indie promotion where it's like seven ish when they say seven they mean seven and the good news is it's over <laughs> it's over between nine nine thirty so i mean it's still an early night you right. know if you got kids yeah uh, but I, I highly recommend it. It's going to be a great time. Janai, thank you so much. How can they find you on social media? Um, it's Janai, J-A-N-A-I underscore Kai, K-A-I. That's um, the handle for Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Facebook, you can just search Janai Kai. I have a like page on there. So give a like. And yeah, that's the main three that I have. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for the interview this evening. It has been an amazing time, and we can't wait to see you at Thunder Championship Wrestling. Thank you. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, you have a good evening. You too. Bye. Well, that was the amazing Janai Kai. She will be in at Auburdale Saturday, September 7th for Thunder Championship Wrestling oh, again. Yeah. Floor and ringside seats are $15. General admission is $10. And it's $20 for the meet and greet with Gangrel and Bubsy McGraw. But guys, seriously, bring some money in your budget yep. for the merch stand because that really helps the wrestlers it out does, a lot. Yep. Um, also, got to give a shout out to concessions. Concessions are super cheap and they've got really good food. Awesome. So I highly, Definitely. highly recommend that. For sure. Um, and you can check us out at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. Also, you can send us your emails to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. We're asking for two specific emails right now. One is for Buck the Mega Buck from Retro Game Treasures. We're going to be going back very, very soon. Uh, if you put Happy Hour in the promo code box, you actually get $2 off your order. But we are going back to the Retro Game Treasure compound very, very soon to see Buck. And we want to bring a full bag of questions. So yep. send your questions to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Ask the Buck. And the second one is me and Johnny are going to be doing the Hot Ones Hot Wing Challenge. Oh, yeah. Looking here forward to soon. that. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be hiccuping like Bob Saget. I oh, know I'm it. sure. I'm <laughs> sure. Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And Brandy is the one actually who's going to ask the question. Yep. So we ask that you put either Hot Ones or Hot Wing Challenge. And we'll forward it right to and her. And we'll forward it to her because we don't want to look at the questions nope. until we're asking them. Because exactly. we don't want to think of answers beforehand. We For want sure. it to be really live and really raw. Uh, and we're really looking forward to that. Also, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. Give us a like and give us a share. Also, you can find all of our other episodes with the amazing talent from Thunder Championship Wrestling and all of our other shows at soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast. And there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags when you're on the Twitter machine. Hashtag happy hour podcast, hashtag HH podcast show, and hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. See you.